the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon on this Monday. It is the lunchtime. It's 12.06. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, this portion of the program on this Monday, which is the final Monday in February, and that's not a bad thing in any way, is brought by West Fountain Auto Body. Now, let's just say over the course of the weekend, with all this snow and ice and uh, melting snow, Maybe someone you know, someone in your family was, in fact, in an accident. If that was the case, very simply, ready? I'm going to give you the number to call. Call West Fountain Auto Body. Let's get it repaired. 401-272-3340. 401-272-3340. West Fountain Auto Body. The original the best since 1927. Were you in an accident? I strongly encourage you, wherever you can hear my voice on this Monday, whether you're in Massachusetts or Rhode Island, take it to West Fountain Auto Body. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They're right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex, right off of 95. Zip right in. Kenny and team, they are the best. West Fountain Auto Body, 272 3340. Let's just say a family member of yours said yes, they were pulling out <clears throat> and someone struck their car, they had some damage done. Or if you're in an accident going forward and with all the snow melting and uh, this time of year people forget how to drive, just take it to West Fountain Auto Body. No matter any type of vehicle, 272 3340, 272 3340 for West Fountain Auto Body. Well, folks, good afternoon on this Monday. It's uh, Juan, it's the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. It's right now 12.08 on this Monday. And maybe you've uh, stumbled into the program. You're riding along. Maybe you're in 95 or 495 or up near Worcester or 146. Wherever you may be, it's the John DePietro Show weekdays. Again, we start at 11, we go until 2. AM 1380. You can also try the 99.9 FM. And then I always encourage people to uh, log on and you can listen at the website, depetro.com. And right now we do have a live stream going on Facebook. We still have the temporary Facebook page. <coughs> Excuse me. That's going to go a little bit longer. Sometime next month we'll be back to our normal page. But um, I'd like everyone else, folks, they certainly didn't like some of the things that were posted by many of the uh, independent fans. And so we're just rolling with it. Uh, I have a feeling, you know, from over the next couple of weeks, you're going to see a lot of people uh, getting it, returning back to the social media platforms. I think President Trump is going to be one of them. Um, I am hearing he's going to be back on Facebook and there are negotiations underway with Twitter as well. So I know some people talk about parlor, but I find it unreliable. And when you build up a big following one place, it's tough to just pack up and then go somewhere else. So anyhow, <clears throat> now remember, at the website, you can listen live. And DePetro.com is sponsored by Relax Souls, Reflexology, Lisa Wood. You can call or text her at 401-742-6621. Where it's different, Reflex- Reflexology is different than a massage because it works inside out. And it uses acupressure points, meridians, stimulate the body. It's the pressure to the hands and feet. And it does wonders. It's incredible. Boosts the immune function, heals from inside out, focuses on face, ear, ears, hands, and feet. Lisa Wood, Reflexology, Relaxed Souls, S-O-L-E-S, 
not not like saving soul, but souls. S O L E S. Relax to um, contact her, 401 742 6621. By the way, thank you to everyone that has contacted me. Again, the easiest way to contact me is through the website, topetro.com, who enjoyed my appearances, two appearances on Newsmax uh, last week. If you missed them, uh, they are on my YouTube page, uh, which, if you go to the website, topetro.com, we have links to the YouTube page and everything else. People at Newsmax were terrific. Folks, they are. It's incredible how much they're gaining right now and the strength that Newsmax is going up. So that was a lot of fun. All right, I want to, um, <clears throat> we have a lot to get to on this Monday. Obviously, people are excited next weekend. President Trump is going to give his first real speech since uh, being out of office. It's going to come at CPAC next week. So we'll touch on that. Some of the Sunday show, some of the other things in the news. But I want to start off. And again, what you're seeing right now, this is an unmitigated disaster is the only way to describe it with what is going on with the vaccine program in Rhode Island. Now, Gina Raimondo <clears throat> is still the governor. For those that are not being paying attention, Merrick Garland is getting his Senate uh, hearing right now as far as to be the next attorney general. So there are some other cabinet positions that are being vetted, obviously, that are maybe a little bit more important than the Biden administration than commerce. Now, I saw someone post, she's the only one that's being held up. Not true. Not true. Uh, It's one thing if you want to have a different opinion. I, I, Juan does not, I don't tolerate wrong information. That's not true. And someone could say, someone could say, well, that's your opinion. Well, it's not my opinion. It's fact. The mayor of Boston, Marty Walsh, still waiting full Senate confirmation. Now, when is Governor Raimondo going to receive her full confirmation hearing? Well, think about this. I don't even think it's going to be this week. So next Monday is March 1st. And then you start to get into March. And who knows what else lands on their agenda? The Biden people want to make it happen, but they're really at the mercy of the Senate. So now Ted Cruz put a hold on her nomination, and it's more because of uh, it was the lack of answer from the Biden administration when it came to that Chinese telecommunication company. It was another falsehood put off. Someone said, well, if one Democrat breaks off, Governor Mundo may not get her nomination. Again, false, wrong, not true. The committee chair. The person that voted her out of the committee was a Republican, a Republican from Alabama. How many votes do I think Governor Raimondo will get? You get, you need 51 full Senate. Now, we have, she's not, despite what some people may think of her, she's not a controversial appointment. She's not. So will some Republicans not vote for her? Yes, but it's not going to be like more than 40. So if anything, we have no reason to believe Joe Manchin, there's been no evidence that he's not going to vote for. We have no evidence there are any Democrats that are not going to vote for number one. Number two, we have no reason to believe that Susan Senator Collins, Mitt Romney, who, uh, I I don't know if their paths have crossed, but he was the governor of Massachusetts. And I have no reason to believe that Romney or the governor from Alaska, or uh, we have no reason to believe that the senators that voted for impeachment are in any way going to go against her. Zero evidence of that. My point is, 
I, I see nothing uh, to stop her from being confirmed. The question is when she would be confirmed and if this situation would evolve with Senator Cruz putting a hold on her nomination. Someone was asking me, and I think it's a fair point. It, it needs to be played out. Uh, as you know, Senator Cruz made a mistake. He did. He shouldn't have gone to Cancun. He made a mistake. If his family wanted to go, um, that's one thing. Senator Ted Cruz, listen, I don't think he should resign. <clears throat> he didn't break the law. But in hindsight, over the weekend, they are flooding pictures of him helping people, giving out water, running around. How can I help you? Um, I think he realizes now if he had to do it over, he he needed to stay behind. His family, wife and the girls go to Can- Cancun. I suppose that's okay. It's too bad if maybe they don't have family somewhere else. I, I just don't know about leaving the country, but... But he now will say that was a mistake in going because of, you know, what they've done to him. Now, my point is getting to Senator Ted Cruz. He put a hold on the Raimondo administration, uh, excuse me, Gina Raimondo confirmation. Someone said to me, do you think he'll back off now because he's in some hot water? I think just the opposite. He's looking to, you know, it's the old Don Draper thing. If you don't like what people are saying, change the conversation. And I think Senator Cruz, he doesn't like what they're saying to him about the Cancun thing. So change the conversation about this whole situation with the Chinese communication company. So Governor Mundo, at this point, she is along for the ride. And also, let me say this. I, I don't it's nothing that that she has said or done that is going to hold up the the confirmation. If anything, as I played last hour, she got a big boost yesterday on this week with Stephanopoulos, who was hosted by John Carl, who I actually think he does a better job. You know, folks, yesterday, and he was praising Governor Raimondo, and her press people planted a story in the New York Times that she did this fantastic job with getting kids back in school. Now, I don't know if anyone did a fantastic job, and and as much as some people might have said, she didn't do a fantastic job, well, compared to other states, Governor Mundo did take a tough stance, tougher than some others, regarding uh, the unions and getting kids back back into the classrooms. And she aggressively, I give her credit, she went after the war teachers and said the school committee that threw in the towel. And she she also attacked Cumberland and uh, Pawtucket. She still, she's not take chance, uh, not afraid to take a shot. So in, in regards to that, I, I won't say that that she was was wrong with that. By the way, I just wanted to mention this. And again, folks, good afternoon. It's 12:17. This is the John DePietro show on uh, <clears throat> AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. Or you can always listen online at the website, which is depetro.com. This portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by Kogi, RE Coogan and Heating. Listen, if you're having a problem with your heating system, let's get it fixed. Call them today, 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Plumbing, heating, cooling. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Look for them on Facebook, and then their website is recooganheating.com. But I want to, um, I just wanted to mention, yesterday I actually watched all three, you know, not at the same time, but I watched 
Fox 2 Sunday with Chris Wallace. I watched this week with normally George Stephanopoulos, but then it was hosted by ABC's John Carl. And then I did watch Meet the Press. I am telling you, this week, which I've been watching for the past year pretty consistently, it's, it's the best one. Chuck Todd should not be hosting Meet the Press. He's just... He's not up for it. I think better. I, you know, I don't know what the answer is, but he's not the answer. And Chris Wallace, I, I don't know whether it's him or who's booking the show, but I, I'm just I thought the show was weak. I thought the show was weak. I like the segment where they have Rahm Emanuel. They have um, Chris Christie. They had the new Jen Psaki, which I'll play the White House press secretary. John Carl, who I met a year ago. At the Trump rally in New Hampshire, he uh, also wrote the book Front Row for the Trump Show. I, I thought he would. But, you know, they have a good staff. And <clears throat> I I just of, of watching the three shows yesterday. I think ABC's this week. That was that's the best show. Uh, I didn't care for one member of the panel. But anyhow, but solid guess. You get the most information and it just goes. I don't get that with Meet the Press. But I want to say this vaccine. So late Friday, we started getting word. And uh, we are, by the way, hearing that a lot of people are. um, That a lot of people are, especially with the, the incoming Governor McKee, that they are. Uh, the McKee people are very unhappy with um, head of the Rhode Island Department of Health, Dr. Nicole Alexander-Scott. And how bad is it? They hinted yesterday, or excuse me, on Friday, I should say, incoming Governor McKee and his people. I guess they're having more off the records or background information with reporters. But I'm also hearing it that they are not impressed with her. Uh, she, as I've said, you know, they also agree that she gives this Baghdad Bob uh, type of performance that you get up there and, you know, in some ways she's carrying the water for Governor Amundo and she, you know, think of that last Thursday she stood up there and was like, Governor Amundo was brilliant. Like, what are you talking about? She's brilliant. The vaccine has been an unmitigated disaster. There's just no other way to frame it. And it's continuing to be an unmated, unmitigated disaster. So we're hearing that incoming Governor McKee, he's not going to get rid of her. But he's just not going to make her, so to speak, like the face of that rollout program. And he's moving that guy, the former police chief, I guess, in Cumberland, Tony Silva. He's putting him in charge of it because the rollout, uh, despite what the Raimondo people try to say and Dr. Scott try to say, the the rollout, the covid vaccine rollout has not gone smoothly <clears throat> by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, not at all. If anything, you know, the, the people are frustrated with the website. I also, and I had, I had asked Dr. Scott uh, about this whole business that she has this big thing on equity and she prioritizes. She feels that if you're black or Latino, that it doesn't matter what your age is, you should take precedent over everyone else. So I asked her about that and then we're finding that People were booking appointments in both Providence and Central Falls, and they were not over the age of 75, and they were still getting the appointments. Here's the story on uh, Channel 10. and older tomorrow, so some good news there. <clears throat> that includes sites like the Dunkin' Donuts Center and the Old Citizens Bank building in Cranston. If you still have questions on how to sign up, our own Lindsay DeLucia went through the process to give you a step-by-step look. 
First, you head to vaccinateri.org. This screen will pop up. You can hit find a clinic and it takes you right to this page. Scroll down to the site you want to go to and the date you want to book on. Hit sign up for a COVID-19 vaccination and this is where the process begins. First, you fill out your personal information, then the insurance information. And if you don't have any, that's okay. Next is question time. Review your information, go to the next page and pick your appointment time and you're done. CVS and Walgreens will also start vaccinating those 65 and older in Rhode Island tomorrow. This comes as the federal government begins to double their weekly doses. By the end of next week, vaccinations will be underway at 14 CVS locations and 24 Walgreens locations. Well, as many people maybe even following the news and you know that the fact is the, these computer systems that doctor. I, I don't know who it is. I mean, Dr. Scott is is the, she's the director. She's, you know, she's in charge of the Rhode Island Department of Health. So we're going to find out either the buck stops with her or there's someone at fault here. <clears throat> but these things should never be, you know, 300 spots open. They're gone. And it's like tickets sold out for a concert. If people logged on and they found out, oh, okay, I'm going to book an appointment for you know, next week or the week after. But it should never be that all the slots are gone. You should also not be able to make an appointment if you're under the age that people are signing up for it. And that's happening. And they're not being turned away, by the way. Certain places, someone sent me an email saying that in um, in Johnston they were turning people away. But this has been just an unmitigated disaster, and someone has got to be held accountable for it. And for Dr. Scott, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott to stand up there, and over the course of the weekend, there was a campaign basically underway by all these progressives that saying she's amazing, and it's fantastic, and it's incredible, and she's a woman of color, and, and it doesn't matter if we're ranked 50th in the nation by the New York Times that we're the last in the nation with giving out the vaccine, she should stay the head of the Rhode Island Department of Health because she's a, I mean, it's it's ludicrous. Here's the uh, Channel 12 report on it. Sign-ups for COVID-19 vaccines <laughs> in Rhode Island ran into some trouble today. On the uh. Department of Health's website this morning, we found you could start to search for an appointment time and location, but there's no button to click or anything to start the process selecting an appointment. This is video of the site with appointments set to uh, sign up for last week. These big blue selection buttons were missing this morning. Uh. Just one of the things 12 News reporter Alexander Leslie took to the Department of Health for an explanation. Alex, what were you able to find out? When I emailed the Department of Health earlier this morning, they told me they were looking into these booking issues. Finally, around 9 this morning, hundreds of appointments and the ability to physically book them became available. But for some of you, that's after hours of refreshing that website. Ah. My doctor says get the shot when you can get the shot. 70-year-old Barbara Dunder was excited to become eligible to sign up for a COVID-19 vaccine this morning. I keep the line at 12.01, thinking that's Monday. But Barbara was greeted with the same website she saw the day before, uh. which said that vaccine clinics were only open to adults 75 and older. Rhode Island Department of Health told us adults 65 and older will be able to start booking appointments today. The department never specified a time to do so, leaving folks like Barbara left to refresh the state's website over and over. Uh. So I would say from seven o'clock on, <clears throat> I 
been trying to get on. It's extraordinarily frustrating. This morning, CVS and Walgreens also started allowing adults 65 and older to book appointments, but Barbara had no luck there either. And all their appointments are booked. Barbara tells me despite her age making her eligible today, she also has health concerns. Been cancer-free for a year. However, all of my numbers uh, via the blood testing are still low. They're not great, um, so I'm still immunocompromised. I also have AFib, which I developed from the chemotherapy. Barbara says it's been especially frustrating after reports surfaced last week adults younger than 75 were signing up ahead of their turn in line. Yeah. They need to control that. And I also think that they need to lobby and get more vaccines here. Terrible. Now, not long after our interview, Barbara told me she was able to book an appointment at the mass vaccination site in Cranston tomorrow. The Department of Health told us 10,000 vaccine appointments will be made available today. Looking at the site right now at noon, there are almost no appointments left. If you can't sign up online, you can also try to utilize the call center. That number is 844-930-1779. Live in Pawtucket, Alexandra Leslie, 12 News. Now, I want to give advice right now, folks. At 1227. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Um, listen, I recognize that people are very anxious to get the vaccine. I'm going to give you advice in just a moment. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Remember, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710-7096-401-710-7096. If you have a, a dishwasher that's not working properly, call Ryan's Appliance Repair or your washing machine or your dryer or your stove, oven, refrigerator. If your appliance is dying, microwave, garbage disposal, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 Repairs on all makes and models of appliances plus 90 days guarantee parts and labor, senior citizens discount is available, and Saturday appointments are available as well. Remember what we say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Now, here's what I suggest. Look at what we're dealing with with the Rhode Island Department of Health. We are dealing with, when they say it's going to be available Monday, what they mean is most people, and by the way, that would make sense that you think people are thinking Monday would be 1201, technically Monday. Look at how the Department of Health, they feel, oh, no, 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 Monday, that means at 9 o'clock on Monday morning. I mean, that that is inexcusable. People stayed up. People stayed up last night, midnight, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. So now I did see this interesting um, tweet this morning in the New York Times, which is not a single person, whatever you're doing right now at 1229, this is the first time I've heard this, and I want to pass it along to you. Not a single person who has gotten the vaccine has died from COVID. I repeat, not a single person who has gotten the vaccine has died from COVID. There were some people online last week. I heard people are getting very sick after the second vaccine. How about this story? A lot of first responders don't even want to get the vaccine. Not a single person who has gotten the vaccine has died from COVID. Now, 
that that you you, you can't ignore. You you can't ignore that it's working. The COVID numbers are way down. The COVID numbers and the deaths as far as the field hospitals are finally going to close. They really didn't have to be open. The field hospitals are going to close. Um, I spoke with someone last week who said, oh, I'm anti-vaccine. I don't get anything. I, I mean, I don't know. I just don't understand why you would do that. Um, it makes no sense to me. I did work. I used to work with someone. Oh, I don't get a flu shot. Nope. I don't get it. I, I don't I don't get that. Um <clears throat> You know, you have you have a bad headache. You take two aspirin; it works. Uh, you have a sore throat. You use a cough drop; it it works, right? Those things work. Um, I I don't understand. You have dry skin; you put on moisturizer; it works. I don't understand these people who are anti-vaccine. But <clears throat> notice when they started with people in their nineties. In their 80s, and now it's moving down. What's been happening? The number of people that have been dying has greatly decreased. The number of people going into the hospital has greatly decreased. Folks, this also shows, by the way, that the real focus of this whole thing should have been older older people. That's really, and people with compromised immune systems, commun, uh, compromised immune functions, or, you know, if people... There are people that have what also threw us in Rhode Island was the first person in Rhode Island that got it was the guy from St. Raphael's Academy. That's almost one year ago. Um, and he ended up in the hospital. Now, he did have an underlying illness. And but he was on, you know, the ventil. I mean, that was very serious. But that was our first introduction to it, which gave everyone the impression that if you get it, boom, you could die. And people were dying very rapidly, very quickly. But my point is, right now on this Monday, um, listen, it would be nice. And, and by the way, Massachusetts is also having problems. So Rhode Island's not alone with it. Rhode Island, you would think, since the smaller state, it would be easier. But my advice to you is, instead of being on the computer for hours trying to get an appointment, if you take a little more of a casual approach... Give them a chance to get this thing up and running and up to speed. They just seem to be a delay. Now, there were people that were making an appointment. They were under the age of 75. They were showing up. You had people, you know, 45 years old. They were making the appointment online. They went there and they were giving them the vaccine. That's wrong. That should have stopped. The computer shouldn't have allowed them to sign up for the vaccine. And then when they get there, if they don't use it, they're going to throw it out. So they started giving it to the people. That That's wrong as well. I mean, it has to be working down as far as age. So this is positive that it's moving into 65 plus. That's what they're saying. But look at how the appointment should never be gone. The appointments, if it's done properly, it should always be a loop that's that's opening. But my point is, right now, if you're listening at 1233 on this Monday, I am telling you that if you give it a couple days. <clears throat> um, now, that woman was apparently able to get 
an appointment for the Cranston location for tomorrow. I am just suggesting, now she was on early this morning, she was on at midnight. I mean, if people want to do that, but there are people that get frustrated. When you call on the phone, it's very difficult. The easiest thing, if you are trying to make an appointment for your parents or older relatives, I'm just saying, if, if you give it like a day or two, and, and I'm not defending it, but it just seems if everyone would kind of back off it a little bit, it'll, it'll allow them to make the changes they need to be made. And, and it's not going to be fixed today. And it's not going to be fixed tomorrow. I think by Wednesday, Thursday, they'll have it flowing a little bit better. Next week, they should start to fly through. Plus, the state's going to get more. I still believe Now today is, you know, Monday, February 22nd. I, I still think that over the next five weeks, things are going to change drastically. Folks, they are saying by April... One member, um, person at the CDC is saying by April, we could actually be into herd immunity. So, I mean, I think it is terrific. You know, 65, then it should move to 55 and older. Then it should move to 45 and older. And as we get through into the spring, by June or July, boom, there's no more waiting. Anyone that wants one can get one. So you have the testing you have the vaccines available. And by the way, this spring, those kids should be back in the classroom. You know, uh, children, high schools should not be canceling proms. They should not be canceling graduations. Schools have not been super spreaders. You are going to watch. And, and by the way, this, this should have been the focus all along with it's been older people that really have had it and have been dying. There was a lot of misinformation given out across the board. It can strike anyone. Dr. Scott, again, I want to pivot to her. She was always saying, oh, this can affect everybody. This can affect. No, no, it can't. Then there was, the, you know, the media flaming up that there's a new disease and it's affecting children. I mean, that didn't pan out. It's not affecting. It, it has. Obviously, it's serious. Now, that said, I don't understand anyone who's a first responder who has an opportunity to get the vaccine and won't get the vaccine. I, I, that, that shouldn't be tolerated. I don't want to hear one more person say, I thought it was a hoax. We, we just can't, you, you should not be allowed to use that as an excuse anymore. 500,000 people have died. Now, I know not everyone, and there's some fluctuation with it, but some element of that are tied to it in some way. Maybe not cause of death, but a high number. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Now offering weekly trash collection services, whether it's for your business or for yourself. Call Brothers Disposal today for a free estimate, 401 517 Your business, call them. They're offering weekly trash collection services. Brothers Disposal, call Willie and Roland today. And more importantly, if you're doing some kind of a household project or just cleaning, they will put one of their famous purple dumpsters in your driveway or place of business. Brothers Disposal, look for the purple and yellow. Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Now, I want to play. We have some sound on this. So the thing with Governor Amundo is 
I, I would be the first one to tell you if for some reason I think thought that uh, her nomination was in doubt. I don't see anything like that. It is true. There was a uh, there was a controversial nominee whose nomination seemingly now is not going to pass. Um, but I, I, Governor Amundo does not, the governor does not fit that category. And I know some people may, uh, you know, people have this dislike for her, but it's, it's just not true. But I want to go to, um, folks, you want to talk about bias. This is some sound from yesterday. This was this week on the show is Jen Psaki, who is the PR White House press person for, for, um, President Biden. She's on John Carl, in, and he's asking her about the situation in New York with uh, Governor Cuomo. I, I, I want to turn uh, to a, another controversy that, that raged this week. Uh, Andrew Cuomo uh, under fire for um, allegedly not being transparent uh, and misleading uh, on, on, his, uh, on his, the number of nursing home deaths in New York. Uh, last spring, President Biden cited Andrew Cuomo as the gold standard oh, uh, for leadership during God. the pandemic. Take a listen. <coughs> Gold standard. Your governor of New York's done one hell of a job. He, I think he's, he's sort of a gold standard. So now we've seen uh, that Governor Cuomo has allegedly undercounted nursing home deaths, misled legislators in New York, and he called uh, uh, New York Assembly um, in uh, Ron Kim uh, raising questions. Um, uh, you know, ba- basically um, uh, threatening to destroy him. I think was his actual words. So does. President Biden still consider Andrew Cuomo the gold standard when it comes to leadership on the pandemic? Well, John, we work with Governor Cuomo just like we work with governors across the country. He's also chair of the NGA. So uh, he National Governor Association uh, in ensuring that we're coordinating closely and getting assistance out to people of his state and to states across the country. And we'll continue to do that. And there, of course, will be a process. The investigations will leave that to others to determine the appropriate law enforcement authorities to determine uh, how that path is going to move uh, as we look forward. But we are going to continue to work with a range of governors, including, of course, Governor Cuomo, because we think the people of New York, the people of states across the country uh, need assistance, uh, not just to get through the pandemic, but to get through this uh, difficult economic time. And that's, that's where our focus remains. All right, but Jen, my question was, does President Biden still believe that Andrew Cuomo is the gold standard, represents the gold standard on leadership Good. during this Good follow-up. Just a yes or no. Does well, John, the, the, the president... The, pre- the president... Uh, well, it doesn't always have to be a yes or no answer, John. I think the president... Why not? Why not a, uh, a just a simple yes or no? Hey, folks, and again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. We also have our temporary Facebook page for those that enjoy the live stream. You just find JDRI Radio FB Live, and we're using that for a period of time. Uh, We will be back to our old page sooner rather than later. Folks, there is news the Wall Street Journal broke. We're going to go over this this week with our legal expert, Tim Dodd. One of the largest makers of voting machines in the U.S. on Monday sued a prominent supporter of former President Trump, alleging the businessman had defamed the company with false accusations that it had rigged the election for President Biden. Dominion Voting Systems sued Mike Lindell. 
MyPillow. Chief executive, MyPillow and his company, more than $1.3 billion in damages. In its complaint, company cites a number of statements made by Lindell, including a media appearance, social media posts, and a two-hour film claiming to prove widespread election fraud. Lindell said he helped produce the film, which he released on, on, online earlier this month. The complaint alleges Lindell made false claims about the integrity of Dominion voting machines, that he knew no credible evidence supported his claim the company had stolen the election from Mr. Trump, what Dominion has called the big lie. Well appear aware of the independent audits and paper ballot. You know, folks, this, this is the thing that Mike Lindell, who has been, you know, as we've talked about, was way out on the poll on this whole thing. Um, he is claiming that this is going to be his opportunity to then expose them. But I think that's a really, that's a very dangerous way. And there's, there's seemingly going to be more fallout from some of the people that have been, you know, making these allegations. Um, and President Trump also dealt a massive loss. Supreme Court clears the way for a New York prosecutor to obtain his tax returns. So whether they, they like it or not, President Trump is going to remain um, in the in the spotlight, in the limelight. I'm very anxious to hear his um, speech. He is going to speak next weekend at CPAC. And, you know, you go back, that has been the site of a lot of big speeches. I was playing last week when we lost the great El Rushpo. Was playing his fantastic speech at CPAC. If you go on YouTube and type in, uh, you know, Rush in CPAC, it was 2009 when President Obama was in office that, you know, Rush gave that um, was just an incredible speech at CPAC. Folks, right now at 1244, by the way, this ABC had a good interview this morning. I want to play for you in just a moment. But this portion of the program is brought to you by All State Lock. Experts in locking systems, building security, residential, commercial car keys, security cameras, online at allstatelock.com or call them at 401-349-0042. 401-349-0042. You can link right through at the website, Allstate Lock. So this morning on Good Morning America, they did have uh, an interview with um, one of the guards who was at the Capitol. So he was there on January 6th and gave, I thought it was a pretty um, compelling interview this morning. And I want to play, it's not that long, but it's worth listening to. And then next hour, Congressman Cicilline was on with um, newsmakers over the weekend. And I want to play that as well. He was on with uh, Ted Nisi and Tim White. We're going to play you some of that. But this is uh, pretty good audio. It is odd. His name is Harry Dunn, which is the same name as uh, one of the characters in Dumb and Dumber. But and, and that's no reflection on this guard. He's a big guy, six seven, and his re- um, recalling what happened on January sixth at the Capitol. It's it's pretty good. I want to play it right now. He was one of the Capitol Hill police officers who fought off the mob on January 6th. His story was front and center at the impeachment trial. We heard how he was called the N-word more than a dozen times. And he told his story for the first time publicly to our chief justice correspondent, Pierre Thomas. Good morning, Pierre. 
George, good morning. Today, for the first time, we see and hear from a Capitol Police officer who was a witness to that day of infamy. He's speaking only for himself and not for his department, but he has quite a story to tell. He was tested physically and emotionally as he battled that mob in a fight for democracy where racism reared its ugly head. There were so many calls on the radio. Priority, help, help. Somebody's trapped. We need help. Shots fired. When Capitol Police Officer Harry Dunn went to work on the morning of January 6th, it felt like a normal day. What's the first moment that you began to get a sense that something is off kilter here? We were told to uh, get helmets, riot helmets. Uh, That was new. But no sense that all hell could break loose. Correct. Correct. Then the 13-year veteran seen here watches the crowd of thousands closed in on the east side of the capitol you just see a sea of people trump flags confederate flags and blue line flags don't tread on me flags and then you look down and you see officers fighting with these people pepper spray smoke grenades gas grenades pepper balls being thrown by everybody flashbangs we've fought with these people who were prepared for a fight. They had on gas masks, they had on body armor, they had on two-way radios, they had on tactical gear, bulletproof vests. They were ready to go. When you see that level of preparedness, did that surprise you? Did it scare you? I was scared. I was absolutely scared. I'm on this platform. I'm a big guy. I'm six foot seven. I'm this giant person. And we had our guns out. And I'm thinking, all these people out there, they're armed, too. And I'm like, I'm going to get shot. They're going to take me out. I remember at one point I said, how is this going to end? Eventually, the mob forced his way inside the Capitol building. Officer Dunn confronting a group carrying a Blue Lives Matter flag. I said, we got dozens of officers down. We got dozens of officers down. And you got the nerve to be holding the Blue Lives Matter flag. I thought they were going to have a moment where they they came to and they realized, like, yo, what are we doing? But, like, they instantly snapped out of it. And they said, nah, we're doing this for you. We're doing this for you. And as one of the guys kept walking by, the other one pulled out his badge and said, trust me, I understand. We're doing this for you, buddy. And he's got a badge. He shows me his badge. What did you think? Uh, a fellow officer's in the You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Exhausted, Officer Dunn tried reasoning with a large group of protesters approaching a hallway he was guarding. I literally told them, if they want to get through here, you gotta go through me. And they didn't. They just started talking to me. They were saying how Joe Biden did not win the election and nobody voted for him. So I took a bait. And I, okay, what about me? I voted for Joe Biden. Does my vote not count? This is when Officer Dunn encountered a couple in the crowd who began hurling the most vile racial slurs at him, a black officer. And his girlfriend, she had on a pink MAGA shirt. Say, hey, this voted for Joe Biden, guys. Hey, everybody, this voted for Joe Biden. They said, you. So the crowd joined. Everybody. Everybody joined in with him. You're in the Capitol, defending the Capitol. And somehow race seeped into that, too. 
everybody wants to say that it was about politics and everything, but it was a large number of people in that crowd that were racist. Did the people who were there tell you why they were there? We're stopping the steal. According to them, they were doing it for us. They were doing us a favor. According to those terrorists. You're very precise. You use, use the word terrorist. Absolutely. Absolutely. It wasn't just a mob or a bunch of thugs, you know. It, they were terrorists. They tried to disrupt this country's democracy. That was their goal. And you know what? Y'all failed. But five people lost their lives that day, including Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick. After the Capitol had been cleared, Officer Dunn had his first chance to reflect on what he had witnessed. It's just a cloud of smoke, water bottles, broken flagpoles. Everything in the rotunda, just laying there on the floor. The rotunda. The rotunda. The pinnacle of the, the democracy. American democracy. And all this stuff is there. And I sat down with a good friend of mine. So I said, is this America? What the hell just happened? And I told him, I call it a n couple dozen times today protecting this building is this america they beat police officers with blue lives matter flags they fought us they had confederate flags in the u.s capitol they stormed the speaker's office they went through their sensitive documents they were trying to assassinate the vice president in the Capitol. What's the gamut of emotion? I got angry. I got sad. I got hurt. Even just during this interview, I'm getting angry now. But I don't mind talking about it, and that's how I get through it. Dunn has nothing but praise for his fellow officers, including Eugene Goodman, who was seen on camera shielding the unguarded Senate floor and directing Senator Mitt Romney away from that mob of protesters. There were dozens of Eugene Goodmans that day. Dozens. Eugene got caught on camera, and I'm not surprised that he did the right thing, the brave thing, the heroic thing. He deserves everything that he's getting. But there were so many Eugene Goodmans that weren't caught on camera that day, and I'm proud to work with them. Flip here, that is so powerful. The officer, Officer Dunn, reminds us just how horrifying that day was. How's he doing now? Well, Officer Dunn and his fellow brothers and sisters at the Capitol Police are still healing on so many levels, trying to overcome a day seared in their memories, George. As you can see from the interview, it's going to take some time. Boy, it sure is, Pierre. That is really something. And all of you Now, again, um, folks, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro, AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Um, the obvious. There is the obvious how we didn't hear anything about this. That type of in-depth over the course of the summer. You didn't hear that. Uh, I don't remember hearing or the media even interested in an, uh, an interview with police officers who were being assaulted, shot at, some killed. And uh, in there, it was more of the message about the peaceful protesters. Now, it also shows the divide because they don't want to mention it. They actually don't want to acknowledge it, that there's this type of divide. Now, I hear all of that, and you could hear him saying, the people saying, this isn't about you. For them, I don't know who was calling those names. 
You had a lot of people from the South there. I would tend to believe it was somebody from some trash from the South. When you have a crowd of 200,000 people, you're going to, I don't care who they are. When you have a crowd that large, you're going to have some trash mixed in. You just are. Uh, If you don't think so, you know, think of if you have 65,000 people at a a Patriots game at Gillette, there, there are people arrested. There are people that just, you know, act a certain way in a mob or they are trash. It was not the bulk of the people. Most of the people stayed outside and they were peaceful. It was a raucous protest. I just take exception. I still don't believe this was not about race. This was about the way the election was conducted. People are frustrated about it. They weren't getting straight answers. They're still not getting straight answers. So... To this day, it's the end of February, and people are talking about moving forward. And locally, you know, we got to build, rebuild the Rhode Island Republican Party. For what? It's a rigged game. You don't even challenge Secretary of State Nellie Gorbia. It can't exist this way. Anyone that runs will lose statewide. Not talking about some of the individual races. Folks, this portion of the program is brought by Preferred Towing and Recovery. Now, listen, if you're in an accident, you need to be towed. Call Preferred Towing and Recovery. They're located in Lincoln. It's Mark and Christine. They specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, and also private property towing services. Call Preferred Towing today, 401-725-8500. 401-725-8500 or online, preferredrecovery.com. They're also on Facebook And they also buy older vintage cars from the 60s and the 70s. Call them for a fair offer today, 401-725-8500, Preferred Towing and Recovery. They specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, and private property towing services. You can depend on Preferred Towing and Recovery. Look for them on Facebook, online preferredrecovery.com and you can also call them at 401-725-8500. Now, I am hearing from some people. Um let's see. A bunch of people went 2 days ago. They registered. They all let them get it at the dunk. 100 people the dunk today at 9:30. More than half was under the age of 75. So at the Dunkin Donut Center, they are not enforcing the fact you're supposed to be over the age of 75. And it's, it's a problem because then older people are not getting the uh, slot to get their vaccination. That's why I, I believe right now at 1256, as I said last hour, and again, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Remember, we go till 2 o'clock. Next hour, radio only, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. And remember, at DePietro.com, it's sponsored by Surplus Provisions, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston, where you can get body armor, tactical gear, ammo, pepper spray, food storage, Surplus Provisions, this incredible store. They are just a mile and a half from Garden City, where you can get the latest in tactical gear, body armor, uh, in plate carriers, pistol, rifle, rated body armor in stock, um, body armor options, plus ammo, shipments 9mm, 556 in stock available, pepper spray in stock, 
food storage. They have wide, uh, they stock wide food storage, freeze-dry food shelf life up to 25 years. Surplus provisions, Pontiac Avenue Crystal. Look for them on Facebook. Tanya and Frank, they're fantastic. But they have tactical gear, everything you need, folks, to get through. Without question, this is a, a difficult time for everyone. But that falls on the Department of Health. If there's someone who is taking um, a senior citizen, someone over the age of 75 to get a vaccine, and they say, hey, while I'm on, I'll make an appointment for myself. And they're whatever, in their 40s. So they make the appointment, they go, and then they're not turned away. I blame the Department of Health. I know we can say people shouldn't be doing that. But is it, the, the Department of Health shouldn't be allowing people to do that. So whoever is at fault for that needs to be held accountable. And I don't know the inside. So I don't know if that is, in fact, uh, Dr. Scott or if it's someone else within there. But whoever it is at the Department of Health, we are getting hints that incoming Governor Dan McKee's had enough. Uh, there will be changes. There will be accountability. And the, this, this shouldn't be so hard. They, they should have learned how to do it with the testing. And I recognize it's a little bit different because then you have the two shots. But we're, we're in like the final ninth inning here, getting into the ninth inning, certainly in the eighth inning. And they're kind of like screwing it up. Now, folks, coming up, good afternoon. It's John DePietro, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break for the one o'clock news. We have another hour to go on the other side. Rhode Island Congressman David Cicilline was on Newsmakers. Tim White, Ted Nisi will bring that to you. Also, President Trump's big speech coming up next weekend. That and more on the COVID-19, the vaccinations. It's all ahead. So we're going to break for the one o'clock news. Leave it tuned right here. Another full hour to go next hour. Radio only AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Right now it is one o'clock.